BMO's Running Podcast. All right, everybody. It's Monday. I'm back. We're back. I didn't. Uh, I didn't podcast over the weekend. I don't know. I I was super busy. I guess. Um, no, I really wasn't busy. But somehow the weekend slid by without me doing it. So I must have been, if not busy, at least um, distracted enough that I wasn't able to put in twenty or thirty minutes each day for a podcast. So maybe after last weekend, it was just. Sunday will be the day that I won't podcast, but maybe it'll be Saturday and Sunday going forward, and I'll do Monday through Friday, or maybe this week I'll have something to say on Saturday or Sunday, and I'll do that. We'll see. I don't have to keep a schedule. It's my podcast. Uh, Let's see what's going on. We'll see if I can uh, keep Andrea engaged enough to do this at least one more time tonight. She's pretty, she's hangry right now, so you'll have to, to deal with that. <laughs> There's a little glimpse into our relationship. She wanted to have some Triscuit crackers, but I was like, well, you can't have those while we're on the podcast because that'll be crunching into the microphone. <laughs> and now she's rolling her eyes and she's not happy with me. So, um, so we're just going to kind of riff on some different things, but... Mostly we wanted to get the um, the ball rolling with just talking about some of the really unique virtual races that are happening right now um, in, you know, because of all the, the in-person races that have been canceled, there's been some really creative things that have come to light from that. One of which we took place, took part in, uh, if I could talk, this past Saturday as a family. Andrea, you want to mention what we did? Yeah, we joined I Run Far's Operation Inspiration virtual race. And that was um, you could do an hour of any activity. And they wanted it to make sure that it followed all the local guidelines. So some people did it in their backyards. Other people were able to go on trails. It didn't have to be running. I'm sure a lot of people did running. Um, It just needed to be an hour of activity. And um, I convinced the family to sign up and participate. And your quote unquote registration fee was really a choose your own adventure on how much you wanted to donate to the World Health Organization's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. And the last numbers I saw, and I should actually check again, but the last numbers I saw yesterday was that I Run Far raised over $52,000 um, through these fees that are really donations um, and other people just wanting to support it. So we did that on Saturday. Saturday. And it was yes. gorgeous in Seattle and sunny. So it was easy to convince the kids. Sort of. Was it easy? I don't know. They did it. It's a little. They get. They have waves of interest in running, and it was, as I remember it, a little like pulling teeth, especially for Jack. Amalia, I think, was pretty into it. But once they got out there and going, they were. Uh, they both had a great time with it. We shot a little video of it, which always, they like seeing themselves <laughs> on video. So, so that helped. And in an hour, we did. A whopping. A whopping four miles. <laughs> but 
But it was great. It was hilly. Yeah, it was like 500 feet of climbing, I think. Yeah, we just stayed in our neighborhood, but um, we got enough away from our house that we could actually see the water. So it was it was pretty, and the mountains on the way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Um, and I think the kids were at the end of it. Well, Jack also, as he does, he made it a competition at the end because he was like somewhere halfway or so into the run. He's like, so this is a race, right? And we're like, um, it's a virtual race. He's like, okay, because when I when we get close to home, I'm definitely going to win. And then I was teasing him. I was like, well, now that I know your strategy, I'll I'll be able to outkick you at the end. You should have saved that. Um but then ultimately Jack did win the race. Um, but thankfully he didn't lord that over Amalia too much, I don't think. No. And in case you guys don't think our kids are just nice and go along with the flow and are these superstars, about halfway into it, we um, pulled them aside and told them that if they finished the race without complaints, we were going to pull our Trump card that we'd been holding out on and we'd go home and finally sign up for Disney Plus. And they oh, lost right. their minds. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. been trying. <laughs> this has been like the big topic. Be- parent- the parental topic was, all right, when are we going to fire that? We knew we were going to get Disney Plus at some point. And we were just wondering, okay, when are we going to. How late into quarantine. When are we going to fire that Disney Plus bullet? And uh, And we did it on Saturday. And the kids were ecstatic, as we knew they would be. But it's kind of like um, when I used to race a lot more, I would run with uh, my shuffle, and my my iPod shuffle. Is that what they're called? An iPod shuffle? I thought you said a pod. A pod. No, my iPod shuffle. And I would always pick a point, like, okay, I'm going to get to the third aid station before I pull my music out. And then I'd get there, and more often than not, I'd realize, oh, I'm actually feeling really good. I can make it to the next aid station. And so it was almost more of a carrot than it was um, an actual tool to get me through the run. So that was kind of, that was how we've been using Disney Plus. Like, how long can we hold off without, you know, again, firing that shot? But Saturday. We did it. Saturday. We got through March. Wow. And then we just got news today. For those of you who are in Seattle, you've heard this. (laughs) Public schools and probably private schools. All schools. Oh, all schools. Oh, right. Because it's, yeah, it's a state order. All schools are are done for the year. They're not done. (laughs) Well, we are all still schooling our children. mm. But they really can't hold a child back, can they, at this point? No, but I think they're going to get closer to like requiring stuff. Right now, everything's been suggested. Mm. It's very interesting. Mm. All I know is our kids will not be in school for six months. <sighs> yeah. Uncharted <clears throat> water, for sure. Um, okay, and so then we were thinking about, um, you know, just the store and what's going on and, you know, our retail and... One of the things that uh, hopefully is keeping people, it's interesting, there's definitely seems to be a, a running boom, running and walking boom. I saw um, a Loyal Heights parent who I didn't know was a runner go running past our house earlier. I forgot to point it out to Andrea. 
But I feel like there's all these people that are maybe not really runners that are runners now in the COVID-19 era. Or runners again. Or runners again. Returning One to, to like probably mo- like sane. 90% sanity. But I think the other 10% is people realize, wow, the healthier I am, the less this virus is going to seems it seems the less it'll strike you the the healthier you are or you um, just get to leave the house for a while yeah that's true by yourself um and and speaking of that maybe this weekend is it this weekend maybe you'll leave the house by yourself for what the run that we were gonna the other run oh well i was thinking i was gonna convince the family to do it again oh is this gonna be a family affair too yeah so going back to the topic of cool events that are taking place um because we're all stuck at home um trail sisters is putting on an event and from what i can tell i don't actually think there's a date i could be wrong but i was on their website and i didn't see it but um the it's called the camaraderie challenge and the goal is to run twenty four thousand nine hundred and one miles which coincidentally is the number of miles to circumvent the globe, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm looking at this correctly. And um, people all around the world can run and submit the number of miles. They're asking for a suggested donation of $5 or more, and that will go straight to the CDC's COVID-19 emergency relief fund. So um, you let them know how many miles you ran and you throw some money at it and get out there and do something. And at first I was thinking it was something fun I could do with Amalia, but it does specifically say that it's for the trail sisters and trail misters. So we might just need to go out again as a family. Oh, right. Cause Jack and I would both qualify as trail misters. Yes. And you don't have to run on trails. And once again, it can just be laps in your kitchen if you can't leave your house. But um, at least for now we can still leave our house and just stay in the neighborhood. So Yes. We'll do a different With our masks loop. on. Oh, my gosh. That was the other thing about the run this weekend. That was hard. That was the first time we all, oh, well, the kids and I, ran with a buff to cover our faces as a mask, which works great for folks who are running um, and want, and, you know, we're now supposed to be wearing masks, at least in Washington. But, ooh, it's, uh, it's, it's more of a challenge to breathe. Yeah, but you also realize just how much moisture you exhale. Yeah. Like the dampness that forms around your mouth hole is really kind of fascinating to me. I've noticed that more so on the last couple morning runs than I did on our hmm. virtual race on I Saturday. I did not notice the moisture coming from my mouth hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, clearly you weren't running hard enough. Well, once again, four miles in one hour with little people. Yeah, that's 15 minutes a mile, <laughs> right? I'm a history major. I just so I gotta... remember there was a lot of walking. And there was. It was exciting. But anyway, yes, buffs. And I actually, the kids and I just came back from a walk and uh, we saw some runners out there with their mouths covered with buffs. So more and more folks are doing that, which is great. And I think you get like a little extra training effect. Um it feels like it when you're breathing through just that little bit of cloth. But then also, interestingly, yesterday morning, I ran a little more up-tempo with my uh, my mask on, my buff mask, my ginger runner buff mask. And um, 
and I noticed my heart rate was a little more elevated than it. I mean, again, as I mentioned, it was a more up-tempo run, but even comparatively for that effort, it seemed a little higher. And so I think there really is um, just a little bit more resistance to breathing through that. And so uh, you can get a little extra work out of the lungs with your cho- your mask of choice. And probably more so depending on the mask, you know, a cloth mask, a buff, something like that, probably the low end. And then if you strapped like a gas mask on or something, that's probably getting pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else? You want to talk a little bit about how's life in the, the homeschool world? It's life. It's going. The kids are pretty good. Um, we have Jack's teacher has been awesome. Also a runner. Um, gotten lots of support and things to keep him busy and to keep him on track. And so that's been wonderful. We've been trying to pepper in non-traditional school things. So um, uh, I had Pearl Jam appreciation going where they would we'd listen to a song and then think about the lyrics and then they did a drawing about it. Um, we did it with a, my favorite or one of my favorites on Thought Known. We've done some Portuguese lessons, some baking. Um, my had, sister yeah, I was did going to yeah. say, Aubrey, um, their aunt, who's an archaeologist up in Alaska, she did uh, a session with them via Zoom on archaeology. And uh, the next step is that they're going to put together, well, they're going to dig in our backyard and then they're going to put together a time capsule. Um, but they are only allowed to dig once we get the specific directions that are proper um, archaeology digging instructions on how to move forward. So that's been fun. Yeah. The other cool thing was that Aubrey sent us a, a picture from the 1920s or 30s yeah. of our plot where our house stands now. And this house was built in 1990. 90, yeah. Um, and there was a little market, that a corner market, that actually was resided on the property where we now live, um, which explains a lot because I feel like we're constantly haunted by what? market stuff what i'm just kidding um, but that's fascinating so that's cool having a sister who's an archaeologist and the kids i think are enjoying that um ongoing project i think my biggest conundrum right now is trying to figure out next week they actually have spring break next week <laughs> i'm glad that you're laughing as what, brian goes what, in what brian will go into work break? every day but exactly but you know I feel like they need something fun to look forward to. And I, I don't know what that is. So we need to figure that out. Um, you know, they won't be doing schoolwork. So there's that. But we already like from day one that quarantine happened. Bedtimes went out the window and we just stay up every night watching movies and fall asleep in the living room. So it's not like that's going to be different. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what we're doing. So if anyone has any great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Andrea makes it sound like it's just super easy and whatnot for me to go off to work like I don't do anything at the store. 
Um, I've been. I think I said that. Busy. I really don't think I said that. Hand delivering shoes. We've just started virtual fitting, um, which so far just seems like an opportunity for people to socialize a little bit and talk to a a new face or a face. Um, Is that what happened today? A little bit. People I mean, are there like, were. Ooh, a new person to Zoom. There wasn't much. <laughs> Much in the way of diagnostics <laughs> happening over the the Zoom chats. Um, but you can. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, for sure. And I think tomorrow it'll be, we'll really dive into the nuts and bolts of it. No, but it was fun. And uh, I'm just thankful to continue to be able to do some level of business and to mostly be able to still, um, you know, help out those people that are wanting to do things like, I run FAR's virtual race and the Trail Sisters and Trail Misters event and whatever else comes down the pike. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that's about it. But I'm going to put you on the spot here. We're going to have to do a two-parter, which might mean <laughs> a bottle of wine for you for each. We're going to hash out... We're going deep on Western states. No. Yes, we are. Are you able to edit this? No, this is not. <laughs> I don't. I don't have those skills. Clearly, anyone who's listened so far knows, this knows should not be that I don't here. know how to edit this. Um, we are gonna do a Western states deep dive. I don't think so. Yeah, because really, we're stuck at home. Yeah, we're stuck at home. Yeah, <laughs> we're stuck at home and. Um, and this is this has been fun to sit down and spend twenty or thirty minutes, um, or I guess seventeen minutes and forty five seconds so far talking to one another. Um, but that one's gonna be like an hour plus. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I see. I got her now because it's on. It's on the record. But I didn't commit. I know, but. Um, we're going to do it. How about I just figure out how to get you proper guests to talk to you via technology instead of people who no, live in your No, I know household. how to do it. It's more that I'm, <laughs> there's only certain people so far I'm comfortable asking. I've already shared this. If you'd listen to the podcast, <laughs> um, Michael, Michael Sanders. Sanders. See, I listen. Jinx. <laughs> and, uh, Drinks. and, uh, Maggie, who listens, was saying that I should get Uncle Bill on, which is also a great idea. And I will do that. Um, he's even less tech savvy than me. So that could be a comedy of errors trying to get us. Now he could do it. We can do it. Um, but that that stay tuned because that is going to come. Andrea is going to. It'll be a good therapy session for both of us. There'll be tears. There might be yelling. Triscuits. There'll be la- laughing. <laughs> Andrea will need some Skittles, a bottle of wine. Triscuits. <laughs> Triscuits. Um, Hashtag ad Triscuits. <laughs> Are you getting any money now, for this podcast oh, and, and yet? And now, tonight's, <laughs> let's take a break for tonight's sponsor. Triscuits. Triscuits. Woven with poppy seeds, garlic and onion flavored. 100% whole grain, <laughs> to delicious Triscuits. Okay, and now back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> programming. See, this is fun.
This is the most I've seen Andrea laugh it's since since the start of COVID nineteen. Um. Okay, we're gonna wrap it there. But we are seriously. Just say you're gonna do it, please. I can't. It'll be good. We've never actually had like a full like sit down rehash of things. Don't you think there's a reason why? Are you already crying a little bit? Your uh, eyes look a little watery. That was because I was laughing. Don't you remember that we also got married that summer and there's lots to be thankful for? Oof, that was something. Or when your mom shoved me in the emergency room and said that I was your wife and that I would take over instead of her. Oh, that's that's what we call a tease in the podcast <laughs> business. So stay tuned for the the full length format the ER <laughs> story okay we're getting silly now uh thanks for listening i'm gonna come back here in a second with uh a fun little story so stay tuned for that all right so just to put a little icing on tonight's dessert i had alluded to a story about william emerson Oh, I don't know, a week or so ago when I was telling my story about leading the Chuckanut 50K and then with about three miles to go, totally forgetting about William Emerson, the closer, the one who always, always, always finished finished strong and uh, got me on that day. Um, One of my favorite William stories was you know so he would this must have been before I started working at the store but maybe it was after William and I never actually crossed paths working at the store so he had he worked at the store when I first started to run with the Seattle running company and in fact Andrea and I went in once to get her shoes and William was the one who fit her for shoes and what's funny is that um Andrea wasn't, I've actually got two William stories now that I think about it. Andrea wasn't so much a runner herself, but she was getting into it because we were, you know, a new couple and I was really into it. And I guess it seemed like a good thing to do. And she had run earlier on in her, her life, as I think she had alluded to when she was last on talking about her, um, like, stress fractured knees or something doesn't sound good um william fit andrea for shoes and ultimately she left with a pair of adidas i don't know in hindsight i think they were some sort of cross training shoe i didn't know enough about footwear at the time to think twice about it but once i started working at seattle running company i realized as many stores and retailers do there were occasional spiffs or sales incentives for selling old sale footwear. And that Adidas shoe, and so I guess going back, Scott McCubrey and Leslie and anyone that had worked with William, once I started, they told me the stories about how many dollars William would rack up in sales spiffs from selling the old shoes like he just crushed the the sales incentives 
So that's clearly what he did with Andrea, too, is he sold her. And not that they weren't a good shoe. She loved him. But they definitely, when I went back and looked at him like a couple years later, when I knew more about shoes, they were definitely not a running shoe, which is what she went in there looking for. Now, they served the purpose because she wasn't a hardcore runner, but they were definitely like not a mesh upper. It was much more of a leather or sort of faux leather upper, much more the way a cross trainer would be built. So that was definitely a sale that William got a little something, something on the side on. And uh, yeah, evidently he, that was his MO. But uh, so that was funny. But the story that I really wanted to tell was there was a time that William and I were out at Cougar Mountain and we weren't ever close enough that we would have just gone out and gone for a run ourselves. So it must have been a Sunday run, but maybe we were ahead of the group by a little bit or maybe we were behind the group. Anyways, it was mostly just he and I on the trail. And at some point, he said something like, now, Brian, if you really want to know how you save time in an ultra, it's like this. And he all of a sudden started kind of scooching along as though he had just climbed off a horse or something. His legs were a little bowed out, still kind of kind of running along. We're going up a slight grade, but he's in a little bit more bow-legged shuffle. And next thing I know, there is liquid <laughs> draining from his center line. And so I realized pretty quickly, although it took me a little bit, that he was urinating while while shuffling, running uphill. And uh, so he he explained to me how just a slight lift of the shorts from the ins- from the th- inner thigh side could reveal the the lining and then you could kind of slide out um your uh your privates and go ahead and just pee which we all have to do generally in an ultra if you're staying hydrated uh you could pee without stopping and finding a tree and belaboring that whole event you know because that could take up to what 15 or 20 seconds and heaven forbid you you lose 15 or 20 seconds trying to be somewhat modest in how you um, relieve yourself and uh and sure enough it actually works pretty well I mean it took it was a little trial and error there were definitely a couple times the first time or two I might have ended up a little wetter than I would have liked afterward you know like didn't quite get it all where I wanted it to go um but it's a pretty effective tactic and certainly if you're running and racing to win those 15 or 20 seconds might make or break your day so um I will never ever think of William Emerson and not think of how he taught me to urinate on, it's hard to call it a run because it's certainly not an all out. I mean, you could like, that's a, that's a thing too. elite level marathoners, you know, will just straight up maybe even elite level ultra runners or maybe even non elites. I don't know, 
but just straight urinate into their shorts. It's quick dry fabric. At an elite level, you're running so fast that that's going to dry pretty quickly and, you know, probably no harm, no foul. Uh, I've never done that. I don't ever plan to do that. But, (laughs) But I have utilized William's technique. And the reason that he liked it on an uphill is because you're only going so fast anyways. You know, trying to pee while you're going downhill, well, that's really going to slow you down and could be hazardous. You might catch your toe on a root or or whatever. Um, but going uphill, you're already slowed by the terrain. But this allows you to keep some forward momentum and progress while at the same time alleviating that need to pull yourself off the trail and waste 15 or 20 seconds. So I've definitely used it. Um, I'm not at a place anymore in my racing career that that time matters enough now. But uh, but every now and then it's fun to throw it in on a training run or something just to just to think back to those days running with William Emerson out at Cougar. So, uh, William, I thank you for that. And, uh, now you can, you all can thank me for (laughs) passing on that little bit of wisdom. So, um, with that, I will conclude. I hope you all have a great night. Happy Monday. Uh, the good news in Washington, it sounds like though we're far from out of the woods. It sounds like what I heard today on the radio was that we're at or very near what they suspect is the peak for King and Snohomish County, not necessarily for Washington as a state, but King and Snohomish County are the two most densely populated counties. So that's great news. Um, I guess Pierce would be in there too. Pierce was not mentioned in the story that I heard. They specifically said King and Snohomish, but anyways, um, Though we're far from out of the woods, it does seem that our early early and often um, orders to limit group sizes, socially distance, close businesses, all of those things, though they have their own challenges, really seem to be slowing the, the spread of the virus here in Washington. So kudos to our state leaders kudos to all of you and uh when i see you out there running you better have a mask on all right have a good night i'll talk to you soon